Good Morning Truth is Passion Tuesday. And as we continue to bask in the celebratory mode during these days leading up to Easter Sunday, today we want to commemorate Jesus' Sermon on the Mount and the last four parables that he exalted. When someone is dying and they know their days are numbered, their words, the last things they choose to speak, the last wisdom that they are intentional about sharing, their loved ones deem to be as priceless. I know I had the pleasure of experiencing that when my dad passed. And in the midst of his talking, it dawned on me, you should be recording this. So I did. And I'm so glad the last words and the last things that Jesus was intentional about doing and saying on his way to the cross was recorded and that we all have access to the priceless gem of the words and the teachings of Jesus. The first of the four parables Jesus was intentional about conveying is in Matthew 24, verses 45 through 51. And it reads, Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give him their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all of his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time and then begins to beat the fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him into pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The lesson of this parable is about accountability and how we as servants will have to give an account to our master for how we conduct our lives here on earth. We like to proclaim that we are independent and don't have to report to anyone. I told you all a while ago that independence is an illusion, which is why it's never mentioned in the Bible. As believers, as professed children of God, we must embrace that we were not created for ourselves. We were created for the glory of God with an assignment on our lives and a price on our heads, a price that Jesus paid for. And just like at your job, when your boss gives you an assignment, he holds you accountable for the task of that assignment. We all will have to give God an account for our actions, our reactions, what we did and what we did not do. The second parable that Jesus spoke 
in those last days is in Matthew 25 verses 1 through 13 and it reads, God's kingdom is like 10 young virgins who took oil lamps and went out to greet the bridegroom. Five were silly and five were smart. The silly virgins took lamps, but no extra oil. The smart virgins took jars of oil to feed their lamps. The bridegroom didn't show up when they expected him and they all fell asleep. In the middle of the night, someone yelled out, he's here. The bridegroom is here. Go out and greet him. The ten virgins got up and got their lamps ready. The silly virgins said to the smart ones, our lamps are going out. Lend us some of your oil. And they answered, there might not be enough to go around. Go buy your own. They did. They went to buy their own. But while they were out buying oil, the bridegroom arrived. When everyone who was there to greet him had gone to the wedding feast, the door was locked. Much later, the silly virgins returned and showed up and knocked on the door saying, Master, we're here. Let us in. And he answered, Do I know you? I don't think I know you. So stay alert. You have no idea when he might arrive. This parable builds on the previous one. Not only should we know that we will be held accountable for our lives, we don't know when that moment of accountability is coming. So Jesus' parable shares the wisdom concerning always being prepared. You know, someone to put things off that God has ordained for them to do. They want to put righteousness on the back burner, professing to have time to straighten things out, professing to have time to put things in order, time to align their lives and priorities with the will of God. But how do you know if you'll have time to prepare? For no one knows the day or the hour that our master will return. The third parable that Jesus spoke is in Matthew 25, 14 through 30. And it reads, it's also like a man going off on an extended trip. He called his servants together and delegated responsibilities. To one he gave 5,000 talents. To another, he gave 2,000 talents. To another, he gave 1,000, depending on their abilities. Then he left. Right off, the first servant went to work and doubled his master's investment. The second did the same. But the man with the single thousand talent, which is equal to dollars, dug a hole and carefully buried his master's money. After a long absence, the master of those three servants came back and settled up with them. The one given 5,000 showed him how he had doubled his investment. 
His master commended him. Good work. You did a good job. From now on, you will be my partner. The servant with 2,000 talents showed how he had also doubled his master's investment. His master commended him. Good work. You did a very good job. From now on, you also will be my partner. The servant was given a thousand. The one servant that was only given a thousand said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways that you demand the best and make no allowances for error. I was afraid that I might disappoint you, so I found a good hiding place to secure my talents. Here is safe and sound, down to the last cent, exactly what you gave me. The master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with some bankers, where at least I would have gotten a little interest. Take the thousand and give it to the one who risked the most. And get rid of this, play it safe, who won't go out on the limb and throw him out into utter darkness. Each of us was uniquely created by God and gifted with various talents, skills, and proficiencies. How have you invested what you were given? See, because sometimes we get caught up in our plans, our ideas, our agenda, agendas, and we try to please other people, do what they want to do. And then there's the issue of fear. And we end up using all of our talents and skills and proficiencies to do everything but what God has ordained, including allow them, allowing them to sit dormant. Notice in that parable, God told them to take the one that did nothing with the talent that he gave him and send him out into utter darkness. How has your investment of, of what you were given resulted in a return to your master? And the very last parable is detailed in Matthew 25 verses 31 through 46. And it reads, when he finally arrives blazing in beauty and all his angels with him, the Son of Man will take his place on the glorious throne. Then all of the nations will be arranged before him and he will sort the people out. Much as a shepherd short sorts out the sheep and the goats, putting his sheep to his right and the goats to his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, enter you who are blessed by my father. 
Take what's coming to you in this kingdom. It's been ready for you since the world's foundation. And here is why. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was homeless, you gave me a room. When I was shivering, you gave me clothes. When I was sick, you stopped to visit me. When I was in prison, you came to me. Then those sheep say to the master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you drink? And when did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king will say, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. Then he will turn to the goats, the ones on his left, and say, get out, you worthless goats. You're good for nothing but the fires of hell. And why? Because I was hungry and you gave me no meal. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was homeless and you offered me no bed. I was shivering and you gave me no clothes. I was sick and in prison and you never visited me. Then those goats will say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry or thirsty, homeless or shivering, sick or in prison and didn't help? And he will answer them. I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you failed to do one of these things to someone who was being overlooked or ignored, that was me. You failed to do it to me. Then the goats will be herded to their eternal doom. But the sheeps will enter into them, their eternal reward. The final parable gives clarity as to how we should govern our lives and not allow our lives and ourselves to be the center of our focus. God has charged us to live our lives by being intentional about helping the helpless, loving the loveless, and caring for one another. There's no place in the kingdom of heaven for selfishness. There's no place in the kingdom of heaven for stingy people, for those that have but withhold while others are in need. True faith in God understands the principle that we cannot beat God giving. In Luke 6, the word of God tells us to give and it will be given unto you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. For those who only look out for themselves, that exalts an attitude that shows a lack of faith in God. Those that only look out for themselves show a lack of belief that God is able to keep his word. Those who live mocking faith in God. They have no place at the table in the kingdom of God. On this Passion Tuesday, I ask that everyone under the sound of my voice 
join me in declaring, Jesus, we reverence your words. We understand that we will be held accountable for our lives. We understand that we need to be prepared for your return. We also acknowledge that our talents, our skills, our proficiencies are to be used for your glory. And last but certainly not least, we understand that we're charged to love and care for one another, giving from our hearts, knowing that you, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one with unmeasurable resources, will honor your word and replenish beyond our imaginations. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable. Somebody so broke down 